Hey everyone, welcome to the Murder Board Podcast. This is Civil Trials, the discussion show for the Murder Board Podcast. I am your host, Walter, and this episode is kind of a bonus episode. Back in June, we did a short little series about controversy. So this episode is kind of just an epilogue of that. And I am here with Miss Zaria. Hi. Hey there. And tonight we're going to be talking about 13 Reasons Why. The show has recently completed uh, back in June, actually. So we're going to sit here and discuss the show overall and then go by season and just how we generally feel about it. But like I said, this is kind of just an epilogue to our June controversy series because, well, there's two reasons why I sure did generate a lot of controversy. All right. So first thing I want to start with is Zarya. First of all, welcome to the show. This is your first episode. This is. Thank you for having me. Before we get into everything, I do want to put a bit of a disclaimer because 13 Reasons Why, like I said, it generates a lot of controversy and it gets into a lot of realistic things out there. So, you know, I don't want to make the same mistake the show did when it first came out. Um, if you are any, if anyone out there is listening, if, you know, if you do or if you don't or, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. If, if you feel you're in crisis or need of help or any type of mental health or distress, I urge you to please go out there and get help, seek out professionals. And there are tons of websites and people you can call online. Uh, it's always better to take care of yourself. Mental health is such a, uh, even nowadays, it's still such an underlying thing. People really brush it off without knowing the, complexities of it and especially in younger people these days yeah so uh, as we get into the show we're going to talk about a lot of dark things that they did and a lot of controversial things we may say some controversial things i know i have thoughts so like i said at the top of the show right here if if you if you are sensitive to any of this um i urge you to either listen with caution or maybe not listen at all it's up to you but uh, if you do endure this and you do find some things maybe relatable or, you know, if you I, I just want to you know stress out there, there is help out there. You know, this podcast is we're, we're mostly just talking about things and, you know, what we like about the show. But we will get into some deep stuff and some personal opinions. So if you are out there and you need help or if you may you feel like you need help or just need people to talk to, please go out there and seek it. There is tons of resources you can use. I'm going to just start off with some uh, straight-up facts here. Uh, but before I do, Zarya, what was your first impression and then overall thoughts on 13 Reasons Why? Okay, so my first impression, like, when I saw, like, the um, like the, the very first trailer for the first season, I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is different. Um, it's a little bit darker than other... Netflix original shows that came out before it and so I was like okay getting into some heavy <laughs> stuff and then overall as I like watched it by season by season I still I, I love the show I love it I watched every I watched every season when it came out but there were just some things where it was like okay whoa what like I kept finding myself like pausing it and, re- and like recollecting myself and then playing it again and then like another like 10 minutes down pausing it recollecting but I did, like i did that throughout the whole series too 
but I still mm. loved it. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Um, I I tried to do my best to remember when I first saw this coming out. Um, it, you know, I'll get into the the facts after this, but uh, I'll do it now. Okay, so you know, getting to, <laughs> into some facts because it's gonna lead into what I have to say. Uh, so thirty reasons why premiered on Netflix as a Netflix original in twenty seventeen. I know it feels like so long ago. It does. It seems like a different time period. Yeah, and so when I don't, I like I said, I don't remember seeing the first trailer per se, mm-hmm. but I believe it, I saw it on Facebook. Um, I was interested. It kept popping up, and for me, the biggest draw was that it was something that Selena Gomez was producing. She, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was. Her name was all over that first season. And uh, this is um, this is also came. I feel like there are two things that really propelled this show towards me personally, which was one, uh, "Don't Breathe" came out the year before, so Dylan Minnette, uh, who plays Clay, got a huge like boost um, in like popularity, and just people you know you know they do those whole young actor of the year thing. Twenty sixteen, he was definitely on that list. Mm-hmm. And then going into 2017, uh, rumors, not rumors, but like, you know, promotional stuff over this show started coming out. And then also uh, Riverdale. And it's not going to be the first time I mentioned Riverdale because these two did come out, did come out around the same time. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think Riverdale did come out first. I believe yeah. so. Yeah, it came out first, but... Um, I, I just I always remember just seeing this show lumped in with like Riverdale, mm-hmm. and these are two; those are two different shows, but they are very similar in a one specific way that I will get into much later on. All right, so for people who may or may not know out there, uh, we're just gonna run down. I'm just gonna run down the basics here. There's some reasons why, like I said, it premiered in 2017, starring Katherine Langford, Dylan Minnette, Christian Navarro, Alicia Bow. Brandon Flynn, Justin Prentice, Miles Hosnier, Ross Butler, Devin Druid, Timothy Grandrados, and Grace Sift, and Tyler Bonaparte. <laughs> uh, if I butchered those names, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I think most people would know them by their character names anyway. All right, so 13 Reasons Why it was based on a best-selling book by Jay Asher, and the, the series began following Clay Jensen, Dylan Minnette, as he uncovers the story behind his classmate and crush, Hannah Baker, and why she decided to end her life, leaving behind 13 tapes. Now, as the show went on for three more seasons, we focused on different point of views of everyone that was involved with Hannah, and we see their lives escalate into a situation after another. The main difference between the book and the show is that in the book, obviously is uh the season one adapted the book completely and it's uh the biggest difference of in plot is that clay listens to the tapes all in one night while in the show it happens over a course of a few days or a few weeks i believe yeah yeah and then uh, another big difference was that uh hannah's suicide was modernized from a uh in the book it was a prescription drug overdose while in the show she originally suicide by a bathtub and cutting her wrist Mm. um i say it originally was like that because due to controversy the show went back and edited a few years after the show premiered 
and they cut out that scene and it's now replaced with just Hannah looking in the mirror and then her parents finding her in the bathroom. So yeah, this show is very heavy. You know, I'm going to start off with you, uh, Zarya. Um, what do you like most about 13 Reasons Why? I like how um, they did like cover topics that not just any normal high school person might experience, but also anybody could experience it. Um it was kind of like how, you know how like Degrassi took on like real life situations and all of that? Yep. I kind of got that feel from 13 Reasons Why. And the reason why I like Degrassi was the same reason why I like 13 Reasons Why was because of the uh, the real, the realistic um, things that could happen to a high school student. Things that do happen, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, while I didn't watch Degrassi, uh, you know, I wasn't a big fan of that show, but uh, 13 Reasons Why definitely, um, in my opinion, took on uh, topics that I would see that are very hard to deal with. Like you were saying, uh, you know, some shows like uh, Degrassi, for me, it was The Fosters and uh, Glee. Uh, yeah, The Fosters and Glee really uh, delved into the, were the only shows that I saw that really delved in to deep topics like that. Glee did it, you know, they did it in a more lighthearted way. Um, and then The Fosters was definitely a much more heavier show. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say, I do agree. This show, man, there's a reason why I feel like was the is was a rarity in the fact that it's a show that was completely about the dark stuff that only most shows kind of just take like an episode or two out of the address. Like, you know, they do like special episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that's like uh, what you like the most. Um, let's see here. Uh, what I say I think I like the most, though, is the characters. Uh, I think the strongest, well, I won't say the strongest, but what I like the most about are these characters. Three of these four seasons, I find myself attached to everyone. Uh, you know, they, everyone gets a moment uh, throughout the series, and it's it's they all have such heavy things going on, you know, and it's it's nice to see that progression but what I also really like and I really thought was uh, entertaining is the is the theme and genre bending of the of this show uh, traditionally season by season and just the style of storytelling it has. Um, it's the way they these the show uh, tell the story is very similar to uh, like it's very similar to Riverdale and how to go how to get away with murder and how um, you, you're dealing with different timelines and you gotta figure out you know you, you, you gotta do the mystery as you're watching it that, that, that type of thing i hope that makes sense yeah it does yeah uh i also went ahead and tried to break down uh each season's theme because they, they definitely changed the, uh, the the tone of each season but so season one is your standard teen mystery you know trying to figure out what happened to hannah baker and why clay is involved mm-hmm and then season two turns into a courtroom drama where you're dealing with pretty much Hannah versus uh, Bryce. And again, you have everyone that was involved telling their side of the story. And then season three, they go full on murder mystery with uh, who killed Bryce Walker. And then season four, they decided to end with a sort of a psychological thriller, which was interesting i'll say I'm glad you the got most. that feel too because that's a, that's the feel that i got yeah for that for the for season four as well yeah most definitely like season four uh i got a lot of uh uh fight club out of it 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that movie with Ed Norton and Brad Pitt? That's that's how kind of how it felt. But uh, so yeah. Uh, so let's move on into saying here. Uh, Zaria, what do you like the least? With some of the topics, like they went to like the extreme, like the extreme case scenario. Um, and a lot of times, like yeah, become a, to have like awareness for it. But a lot of times, just to do like awareness, you don't need to do the extreme possible case. Yeah. Because um, like, because some cases are are lesser, like with, um, and so it's good to like know the signs for something that's not at that extreme level, so it doesn't get to that extreme. It's good to know like the warning signs at like the lower and in like intermediate level before it gets to that extreme level. That was like the only that was I think that's like the only thing I like least about this is how some of the things were like to the absolute extreme. I can I can definitely see that. Um man, I, I spent most of the series arguing against that, but after season four I've kind of come around. Um there were there were some plot points that were just like, okay, you went to the very you went to the utmost like scenario. And yeah. usually it was just for like drama's sake. But in um, you know, I'll get into it later. But for, it worked for some characters, uh, mostly the ones that got the main focus of that season. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I, I think Hannah's story wasn't over, well, wasn't as extreme as people made it out to be. Oh no, not at all. And I think Tyler's story it, it, it may seem extreme, but I think that one flowed just uh, well enough. While in season four, you got this big twist with Justin that kind of just like, oh, okay, that didn't necessarily have to happen. You could have picked a different thing. <laughs> right. Or, you know, in season three, you know, I won't even say Bryce. It's, more, it's mainly with Ani, which was a different type of situation. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we'll get into that. But, uh yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But uh, I was really struggling trying to figure out what I liked least about it. Uh, but what, I, what I'll say is what I like least about this show is that uh, it tends to prolong time mm-hmm. in which that, uh, you know, you'll be binging like the first three episodes. And then by the time you get to episode four, there's just a completely weird episode that really doesn't have to do with anything. And you just, you know, uh, like I said, each character gets a moment. But it takes it. It's weirdly uh, uneven in how you get to those moments. So, uh, like I'll say, um, for example, like uh, in the first season, everyone's story kind of uh, everyone's story was well balanced until you got to like Marcus and his tape, and it was like okay, like what he did was bad. But it kind of slowed down the story, especially when you had to like sideline uh, Clay's journey when he's going to like trying to figure that out. Same with um, Zach in that uh, very same season. That makes sense. No, it makes total sense. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like they could have tightened up character wise. This this show is all about its characters. So I do feel like sometimes the character storylines that because there's so many characters and this is uh this this complaint mainly has to deal with like season two and three, but there's so many character storylines happening that you get it kind of feels uneven because then some characters rise up a bit and then you know after they hit their peak, you you get to like the next three episodes and they have they're not in that episode. It uh you know my biggest example for that is Zach in season four where he's given this really needless storyline, 
and it doesn't really come back up until the end. And uh, my final thing that I say I like the least is that um, this is what I was saying earlier and how Riverdale and Third Two Reasons Why is very similar. And this is just my opinion and a theory. But I feel like, you know, uh, I'm not a professional writer, but I, I am very, I, I've, you know, I haven't really professionally studied writing, but I'm very, you know, aware and I try to, you know, do writing and everything. So I, I notice things. And what I notice about Third Two Reasons Why and Riverdale and how they're similar is that at some point, usually after season one, they the writers start to use the characters to drive the story rather than the story driving the characters, which is weird to me. Uh, and what I mean by that is that, you know, uh, I don't really have any specific example, but what tends to happen in Thirsty Reasons Why and in a lot in Riverdale, like way too much, is that they'll have, you know, you have your main story, which is Hannah's... Hannah's story. They wrap it up in season two, but they leave some other stuff so that that tone can transfer over to the other characters. But by the time you get to season three, or really the end of season two, it seems like they're writing the characters to develop the story. So, you know, uh, if I can think of an example off top, again, I go to Zach, who's kind of the character that gets the most of this, where he just, you know, it feels like random things happen to him. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's all for the sake of, well, we need to fill this story. You know, we want to tell this. You know, it's uh, Zach and Chloe. They, they usually get this. We want to tell this story that's attached to this main story. So we're going to have, you're going to write the character, change the character's attitude and behaviors in order to make sure we get that message across. So, you know, that's kind of what I mean. Uh, my, I can go over to Riverdale and give tons of, um, give tons of examples biggest one is Archie and Veronica. They were, they started off with such great characters. They were my favorites, but then you get to season two, three, and four, where, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Veronica's in this godfather Oedipal complex battle with her dad, and Archie's fighting a bear for character's sake rather than the actual story, which has nothing to do with either. But, uh, so that's what I like the least. So, Zarya, what, what do you think works the best about Thirty Reasons Why? You're feeling what the can like, it, it gets your emotions going. Definitely. Goes back to my point to where I had said um, that I kept having to pause it, recollect myself, and play. I, like, it was like that was a constant thing while I was watching the show, but I still kept going back to I totally understand because I wrote the exact same thing. <laughs> I said, man, this show does. I said it differently, though. I said, this show sucks you in and makes you pay attention because yeah. the, they, you do get so emotionally involved. And I love that when a show can do that for me, especially when it's a streaming type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I referenced uh, in a past episode where we did TV and movies. And I, I kind of spilled at the end about, you know, my preference on TV and why. And this show is definitely one of the top ones for me because it does just suck you in. You know, you, you said uh, Ani and Clay, you, you, you know, I definitely felt their emotions. I'll even go as far as saying, like, you know, I totally understood Hannah. I totally understood Tyler. I could even feel for uh, Monty and Bryce mm-hmm. even, be- even before the show forcefully tried to do that. You know, before they, uh, you know, obviously I'm saying before we found out who they, you know, what they were could were capable of yeah but definitely in the middle of the season before you don't really know all of 
everything that they've done, you feel for those characters. You know, we get early hints on about uh, Bryce and his family and how they've, you know, you could tell his parents have just messed him up. Yeah. Same same with Monty in in season two. You know, you they hit early. Hey, this guy's father is is really bad. But uh, yeah, you definitely get sucked in. I also say the acting in this is great. It's some some of the best acting I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kudos to like the act. Like, yeah, they. I know that was a tough. Those these were tough roles to play. Oh and yeah. To just like go home and be yourself again after playing that role. <laughs> I know they had some deep unwindingness to do. Uh, yeah, like you know. If I feel emotionally drained after watching it, I just can't imagine how they felt portraying it. And knowing that they probably had to do take after take after take. Right. You know, like, uh, the highlights, I'd say, Catherine Langford, really, she, you know, as much crap as she got for that first season, she did an amazing job with that character. And same with Dylan Minnette as he went on. I'll mm-hmm. even throw out Alicia Bow. Man, she was just she oh, she broke I, my heart a couple times. Cause I felt like I I don't know like watching her I I like I felt for her so I know she felt for her character too. Oh uh, yeah, man. Uh, her and uh, man, the one that truly broke my heart though was Tyler Down, and I'll I'll definitely get into him much later, but he was definitely the one that you know he it it he impacted me so much that I went on Twitter. And wrote to the actor, and I'm so glad that he liked my tweet. When you know, <laughs> I will never forget that day. I remember you were so happy about it, man. Because I was, it was right after season three. No, it was, yeah, it was right after season three. And he has a, he has an episode in the middle, and it, oh man, he he broke me, and I had to just really reach out. And I'm so glad he. So I hope he's listening to this someday. But I was just <laughs> so glad he, you know, he, he liked my tweet. But yeah, this this show acting and its emotion is just oh man, it'll get you. It'll even if you don't like the show, if you give it a chance, I'm pretty sure there's one at least one character you will just be like, oh my heart. Exactly. So with that being said, Zarya, what do you think is this show's weakness? The use of the F word. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. At random. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there was like some friends of mine like made a joke. It was like like you can really make a drinking game out of how many times they use that word. You really can. <laughs> oh man, I didn't think about and you that. You would be messed up by the end of the episode. Oh man, yeah. Like I feel like uh, let's see who who is the most at fault. Definitely Clay and Jessica. They're the yes. ones that Jessica, <laughs> Jessica, Justin, and clay are the ones that just they really need the soap in the mouth honestly because you know every scene they're in just oh man but yeah that's definitely a weakness (laughs) (laughs) but hey then again i think about you know when we were in high school we went to high school together we were probably just as bad (laughs) see i don't think i was i didn't do it that much i don't i don't think i ever said it out loud I don't think I was that much. I don't think I was that bad out loud. But if I was texting somebody, I'll probably. If I was texting or in my head, most yeah. definitely. But outly spoken, not that much. Yeah, no, these guys, they were talking like they were at a bar in almost every scene. Honestly. 
But no, honestly, like, I, like that's really the only way, like, because the show has a lot of strength, so it's kind of hard for me to find a weakness. So that was the only weakness I can come up with. Yeah, I was definitely struggling, too. I was like, does the show have a weakness? Other than, you know, the controversy that it, it had. And I was like, well, controversy is kind of based on, like, moral opinion. Right. Or ethical opinion, whatever the ones. But um, what I what I came uh, up with was that I think the show's weakness is that the character the, the characters lessons and what i mean by that is that this show is a show that definitely has a message in a way of telling the audience that message uh whether you agree or not they are telling you you know they they are giving you the message of this show um and you know they're telling the audience like hey we want you to be aware of this and here is how you deal with this or here's how it, you should deal with it but the characters themselves don't necessarily learn lessons. A lot of them, I'll say a lot of the characters don't, because I do think some characters do learn some some lessons. I think the only, but overall, these characters just never really change. <laughs> <laughs> like they're 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 all traumatized, but they never really like learn anything. Uh, the only people that really learned a lesson, only person that really learned a lesson was. The, it was Bryce, and he died. <laughs> he was murdered. So I mean, he was the only character to really maybe, uh, maybe Hannah's mom, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, but, like by the, by her last appearance on the show, what was it like in the season? Did it she was come back in season three. She she had an episode in season three, just one episode. Yeah. But from that to like when she was first on the show, yeah, yeah, like I saw like her tone was different. How she yeah. would speak to some of the people, how she would speak to Clay was different. Yeah. Also, say Mr. Porter too. He definitely learned a lesson. Oh yes, uh, man. His his scene in season two when he was on the stand, man, another character that breaks you. But um, yeah. Other than that, none of the main characters really learn anything. Like Clay. His journey isn't necessarily learning a lesson that's kind of set up at the beginning. His journey is more or less just figuring out what's been happening around him because apparently he's been just on autopilot. On like in a bubble under a rock and then the All the... coming, he's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then it just you see his evolution. It's like, yeah, this guy was, you know, a lot Hannah, you know, despite what she was trying to do, she really unlocked a lot of like anxiety in this one dude. Oh my this, gosh, yes. Like she really like she's basically the catalyst to that. But you know, Clay is also supposed to be like the audience too. Mm-hmm. At least up until season three. But uh, uh man, if I think about the characters who should have learned a lesson but didn't, uh, you know. Tony. Tony doesn't really necessarily learn anything. Alex kind of like his character development kind of like at least as far as like everything it kind of was like it was just the same. Like there was like he didn't like get less like have less character development or he didn't get like gain anymore. It was just he was Tony. Yeah he was just like I liked him in season one where he was like the unhelpful Yoda but you know he did I like in season two where he was directly involved with Hannah and why she gave him the tapes to begin with. Mm-hmm. Then you get to season three and he is just like, well, I won't even say season three. Like, you know, in season two, you have the storyline where he is involved with Hannah. But then 
or maybe it is season three. It, it, I'm pretty sure it is season three where he just kind of plays guardian to everyone, but he's just always yelling at everybody because of what. <laughs> and he's I don't even know what he's mad at. Like he's he's like that mom that like she like you don't know why she's yelling at you. She claims that she's caring about you, but she's yelling at you. Yeah, I hated when they left him with Tyler. I'm like, this man is going to kill him. <laughs> he wasn't even like he wasn't even at the dance, and he is he is more pissed off at Tyler than anybody. Like, what what about this show definitely works the best? Definitely is the reason why this show was so popular. Your feelings get wrapped up, whether you like the show or not. Your feelings get wrapped up in the show. That's, I, and I want to say that, like, to me, that's how the show kept doing as well as it did because it's like, well, like, oh, I wish I could have said the word, like, I know what you mean. But yeah, like, you're like, you get so wrapped up into it, you are. Uh, you're feeling sad with Ani. You're feeling mad with Clay. You're feeling anxious with Clay. Um, like you're like and yeah. It, it is. It was so awkward too when it carried over to season four, and I'm like, oh, so he's still anxious about Tyler? Who? What? Huh? <laughs> Why is Tony tripping all the time? He's barely at school. Like, but like I said, you know, <laughs> another character that definitely doesn't learn anything is Alex. Alex has this incredible journey that he is one of the few characters that has a natural journey but he remains the same character he was when we met him in episode one of season one at the end of season four he's the same dude it's like no alex and alex is you know besides i'll say besides clay hannah and tyler alex is the other guy that he go and jessica besides them Tyler, uh, let's see, <laughs> I'm getting worked up because Alex, Alex pisses me off. Alex doesn't learn anything. He just kind of stays the same and he's been through so much. But uh, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, that's I think that's the only weakness I could really get from the show. Other than that, you know, just basic, you know, it's teenage. A lot of people nitpick the writing of the show and uh, the situations. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, at some point, people are just kind of, I feel people are just kind of nitpicking because it is a teen show. Teen shows have a formula to follow. You can trace it all the way back to like the uh, 1990s. They've been doing that ever since, like 91210, which is the kind of like the start of the modern teen show until they started adding like werewolves and vampires and everything. But, you know, this is, this is that, you know, thing. Uh, I don't want to get into the history of like teen shows, but you can definitely date it back to like, the early 90s and you know i feel like our generation and the people that usually speak out were you know we grew up when we grew up teen shows were all about monsters or superheroes and you know hollywood is now over these past few years i want to say starting back in like definitely after we graduated so definitely like season uh definitely like 2016 we we are now getting these teen shows that are just about teens I mean, mm-hmm. Netflix is full of them now. That may be just my cue, but I can't get away from them every week. You know, just this early of this recording, early this morning, there was like, oh, the kissing booth too. I'm like, how did they make a sequel to that that one premise they had? How? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that in one of I saw that in like my coming soon things or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so we're definitely, you know, history is definitely starting to repeat itself or evolve. Yeah. However you think. All right. So back to 13 Reasons Why. Like I said, this show generated a lot of controversy. Um, I tried to figure out cause 
in effect. But we're just going to go season by season. Mm-hmm. So season one came out on March 31st, 2017. We discussed how we first found the show and when we started watching it. Uh, first off, what is your, if you, could, if, if you can, what was your overall like impression after you finished season one? Ooh, what was it? Okay, so I was ready for the second. I was ready for the next season already. Like, after I finished it, that's when I saw, like, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, this show needs to be taken off of Netflix. It's too extreme. Da, 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 da. I was like, I really, I really liked it. I don't see why it needs to be taken off of Netflix or, like, why people were boycotting it. I'm just like, it, it talks about a real issue that a lot of teens either, unfortunately, uh, do or had thoughts about it, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I genuinely like this show because it does open up that conversation to like, like to like see if people had like warnings, like like early on warning signs, um, and all of that. So yeah, overall, like the first season, I loved it. I totally agree. I felt the exact same way. Season one. I blew through it really quickly. I got really Me sucked too. in. Yeah, like, again, we, it sucks you in. Uh, I was upset that I finished it so fast. Me too. Man, like, but yeah, I started seeing people were, like, boycotting. And this went on for a long time. I remember it just, you know, even, like, the show premiered in March. I remember, like, that Christmas, people were still talking about 13 Reasons Why. I'm like, right. guys, it's not that bad. I definitely didn't feel it was. A lot of what, of what I saw, and we'll get into it, but the graphicness of it, you know, uh, but I didn't feel like it was that graphic. I was glad. I remember being glad that there was a show out there that really depicted a real situation, something that, you know, we've definitely grew up around. You know, yeah. it's unfortunate, but we definitely, you know, knew or knew of some people who were going through the same things Hannah did. And mm-hmm. even um, you know, uh, you know, our our high school, we definitely had a, a few Scots there that unfortunately, you know, drinking and driving and that type of situation happened. Yeah. You know, but I was just so glad that there was a show out there that did that. And I was so glad that we were able, you know, at least me was definitely able to relate to it and definitely able to like, you know, feel that hey, there's someone in Hollywood that is actually reaching back at us now instead of us reaching out but again the the controversy strove on it was it was really really big uh so big that i i wrote like a an essay during my first year of college i got an a but you know it was that big where i was like well this is topical the biggest controversy of season one was definitely hannah's suicide um yeah for people who you know may not remember hannah you know, she slit her wrist in the bathtub and it was a very long scene. I believe it's the last episode. If I remember correctly. It's the last episode of season one where you do go through you start off going, you start off the episode going through Hannah's mindset of that decline because it's after uh, Bryce did what he did to her mm-hmm. and she was you know, she, you know, when a person is contemplating suicide or harming themselves they attempt to reach out one last time in order for that to determine. It's kind of like a, maybe this is a bad analogy, but it's also kind of like a, a coin flip of, you know, if this person says yes, then they care. If the person says no, or they don't acknowledge it or see what I'm actually saying, then 
it doesn't matter and they do what they do and it's very it's a very sad situation a very sensitive situation and you know i remember seeing hannah go through that and it was like wow that you know for me the scene worked like it you know it does kind of scare you but it's showing you like hey this has happened to many people you know uh me and you are both african-american you know a lot of african-americans that said uh watched the show at the time were like you know a lot of older african-americans that i knew were like you know Oh, you know, this is just like white people stuff. But no, there there are definitely people who go through this of all ethnicities. And, you know, unfortunately, I'll even say speaking for the black community, we don't acknowledge we don't acknowledge or see this this mindset and this process enough. And we're always wondering, like, why? Why? And, you know, this show is telling you why. Like, hey, this was, you know, pay attention this is probably what's happening at school. This is probably what's happening in their life. What Hannah goes through in season one is definitely nothing new, but people just didn't like the, the, the depiction of it. So, um, what what would you what do you have to say about the whole controversy surrounding Hannah's suicide in season one? The whole with the whole controversy, I I appreciated it because, like I said, it opened up conversation. Oh yeah, okay, no, so- you're good. So yeah, it opened up. It opened up like it was like room for conversation. So it's like, yeah, you don't like this, but why? And I actually, I actually had no problem with how graphic her suicide was because it's like this is what people actually do. This is how people actually go and do that. Exactly. And it's like, and it's just like, why, like. I don't know. It just to me, it just it just made it better um, to like see warning signs and then like like we saw it from like Hannah's like most of season one was from Hannah's point of view. Yeah, Hannah and so Clay we saw like how she felt like when it looked like during the taste she was talking. Yeah, so we we saw how she felt and everything. That's not that's probably not how the person she was talking to saw it, and so it's just like you really have to be mindful of how you talk to some people or how you treat some people because you never know where that person is yeah and so like this this, that show kind of helped realize it because like i bet like marcus didn't think that what he did was any of that bad but it it still had an effect on hannah yeah i'll even say um there was there was much conversation about Zach's involvement with Hannah and at first you know I was one of those people like oh Zach did wasn't that bad maybe Hannah did overreact and they did address it in season two but you know given even before we even saw the backstory of season two where they gave Zach much more of a character what he did in season one I can see how that made Hannah feel if you if you really sit back and think about that situation you know she thought maybe this is a, a genuine friend it's right after Alex and Jessica completely blow up on her for no reason. So, yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying there. Um, You know, but I also understand the controversy of it all because a lot of people, the only solid argument that I saw was that people were scared and I believe some of this, some people did, this did happen in some areas, but because of the step-by-step process and uh, long visualization of what Hannah was thinking and what she decided to do and then you mix that with the concept of the show of the 13 tapes 
they were afraid that pe- uh, people, mainly teenagers who were maybe related a bit too much, would copy what Hannah did, or mm. teenagers. Yeah, I do remember that argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and even teenagers with like a, a revenge fantasy, uh, you know, mindset would definitely take on to what Hannah did and see it that way. And, you know, uh, I could definitely understand that argument, but I, I, but what I always told people was that, well, then if you're afraid of that happening to your child or your friend, or maybe even your adult friends, do something about it, check on them, make sure, you know, if they want to watch the show, watch it, make sure you watch it with them. And so they can start talking about what they are feeling and you know how they're relating and if they need help or if if you're by yourself not everybody has a person if you're by yourself you know for some people it may not be as clear i don't want to speak for anybody or you know say hey you should you know i don't want to put too much responsibility on a single person but if you are by yourself and you're recognizing this this emptiness that the same thing that hannah and clay were dealing with in season one definitely you do have that chance to go seek help and you definitely have that chance to at least tell someone about it or just you know even go online and talk anonymously so yeah i i totally understood that argument but other than that i i did i agree with you 100 percent. this show wasn't that you know i've definitely seen more graphic you know another yeah <laughs> we've all seen yeah. more to more graphic things around this time you know, there was much more difficult things um, we were dealing with, with like school shootings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, that season one, we're going to move on to season two now because it did deal with uh, the school shooting environment. Like I said, uh, it was reacting to everything that was happening when season one premiered, which was we, we were enduring a lot a lot of school shootings, a lot of mass shootings in public places. And it was just overwhelming at the time. But season two premiered in May 18th, 2018. Ha ha. <laughs> and, uh, so what, what was your, what's your overall impression of season two when it came out? If you remember. Um, I mean, I liked the, I liked season two. Um, it was very fitting for what what like what all was happening because there were there were quite a few school shootings like you saw that like in the news and whatnot and so for that to be in the storyline kind of show that they do keep up with current stuff that's happening in high schools and middle schools and other schools i have mixed feelings about season two mm. it's like i liked it but then it was just like there was just something that didn't really like I don't know it just wasn't it just wasn't it for me when it got to like the trial part that's where I like that's where I felt like myself like really getting into it and then but then I but because I was I was I was mad at the outcome but then I, I had to sit back and I'm like wait sorry you're a criminal justice major <laughs> you know the outcomes of trials like this this is a reality and so then I was like okay yeah, 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 yeah. That's the reality of it. But I still didn't like it. But I still liked the season. It was just that it was just the outcome of the trial I didn't like. I can see that. I I remember liking season two, but it was. It, I feel like season two was such a reaction to see to the to what happened in season one. But I was so glad that you know just because it was such a reaction, they still mm-hmm. focused on the main story. 
Yeah. And, you know, the whole premise of season two with it being a courtroom drama is that, you know, in season one, the parents announced that they were going to sue the school for not, you know, doing anything about, for not preventing and uh, providing the environment of which Hannah did what she did. And that's all evidence due to, uh, that was all, you know, evident um, brought from Clay and Tony helping out Hannah's mom. But you do under you do get more of uh, each character who was involved. They tell their side of the story, uh, and you know you start to see okay, so we can see how they took things and how Hannah took things, and you know in turn how that affected each one and why we ended up here. But yeah, that ending <laughs> ending made everybody mad. But it it is it I I totally I was able to predict that that was how it was going to end. Because of you know we get a lot more of who Bryce is and Justin is very much involved as well, and then you get a you get a lot more um, of the side characters. But season two, the oof, despite that uh, the ending of that trial, the way season two ends with um, Tyler and Monty, that definitely took the storm there. Uh, talk about graphic people! I was I was so surprised. People were like. Oh, Hannah's suicide was graphic. I'm like, did y'all not see the end of season two? Right. Oh man, Tyler, what what man, if you remember, what was your reaction to what happened to Tyler's and Monty's like squabble and uh, Tyler's assault? I can tell you step by step what I did. I pressed pause. I looked at the I was watching it on my computer. I pressed pause. I looked at it. I'm just like, what? Then I cried. Cried for a good two minutes. And then I pressed play again. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Then I, as soon as I pressed play, I pressed pause again. And I just, I couldn't finish that scene. Mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely heavy. Uh, if I can remember what I did. I, I remember watching it all the way through. And then just sitting there. It is, I believe again. I believe it is the last episode, and it's not the last thing you see. But after that episode ended, that was the only thing I could think about. Cause I was like, one, uh, you know, I'm gonna say I was saving this for later. We're gonna get into our favorite episode, our favorite characters. But Tyler is definitely my favorite character in season one, and I was really liking. You know, it was pretty obvious because of how they ended season one where they were going with that character. You know, he had that case of guns at the end of season one. And then you, you start to see more of his story and, you know, he's hanging out. It, his story is pretty much, you know, good kid gone bad. Mm-hmm. But the way they did it, you know, and that actor, Devin, he's so good because he, you see his, he's confused, his thought process and everything. He's, he was confused and he was pushed. And Mo- what Monty did pushed him too far. And, Oh man, it really does break your heart. Like that that whole thing was just I was so upset after watching it. And but I, I felt so like dark after watching it as well. And again, that may or may not be a good thing. But for me, it 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 was just so oh it's really hard to think about now, honestly. Ooh, it's hard it's hard to not think about it and still has the same effect. Like Wow. Oh, oof. I just felt for him. Oh, man. Yeah. That whole scene. Yeah. You know, it was just like, I feel like we were, tr- we were supposed to feel the same way about Alex at the end of season one, where he, you know, he attempts suicide. But like I said, Alex is such a weird character to me. 
I like him, but he he he's a character that doesn't change. And but we get to Tyler. Tyler definitely does change. And seeing Tyler get to that point, not only it was such a it was such a like he was just going such down. He was like it's like someone pushed him down a hill and he just kept going. Cause like I don't know if you remember, but like you know, at first they were like he was hanging out with the wrong people. You know, Cyrus he showed him guns or whatever. You know, again he was confused. But then you know, just because he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time, and you know, people were just like bullying him basically and manipulating him, he ended up having to like leave school for a long time. He came back and he was doing better. And then you know, Monty just completely messed it up because you know everything that Bryce did, and he was just trying to protect Bryce and seeing Tyler just get you know get assaulted like that and then we end the season with him showing up at that dance and you know side thing there one of the saddest things i have ever ever witnessed is actually when clay is out on the dance floor and everybody goes and group hugs him because they're playing the same song that uh he first uh danced with hannah with well definitely a sad moment there and then seeing tyler roll up at that school with them guns and him and clay is full-on anxiety panic mode I will say, you know, you said you were confused of season two. I, I remember liking it, but I, mm, I won't say it's, it's the strongest season. I don't know. but uh, I wouldn't say that either. Yeah. But moving on to season three, man, oh, man, this was such, I think this is the most anticipated season. And yet, because it was, it was the most anticipated, <laughs> it's the weirdest one. Because like, cause I I remember I like I like detailing remember like how they advertised for this one because it was like who it was like who killed Bryce Walker and then it was like it was just like oh okay yeah I I remember you know the marketing for this one as well uh I want to I want to remember how it started I remember okay if I remember correctly they released a single poster no they they started off releasing like little photos and clips and they yes. and they told everyone that hey someone is dying this season and that's the story and everybody yes. was on twitter like all right who is it uh i think a lot of people were saying it was alex because of what he did and i think a lot of people are also saying it was tyler but um i think people got courtney in there too but uh but then <laughs> the fact that then i remember them having uh they i think on twitter they released the website and it was it, if you went to the website, it took you to the police of the town that they're in. I can't remember the name, but you, you went to the police town and you had to listen to all these clips to figure out who was dead or who might have been dead. And I remember trying to like I remember spending like, you know, day like a day on that trying to figure out who it was. And I was like, OK, so it's somebody that fell off a bridge. But then they mentioned someone got shot. Then they mentioned someone drowned. So I was like, oh. Mm, who did it? And I, I remember guessing that it was probably Zach. I was way off. And I, the, <laughs> that first teaser trailer came out because uh, I do remember this. If you went to the website enough times, they will eventually give you like a phone number or something like that, or maybe like a, another account. And if you went there, you would see the trailer and then they officially released the trailer and it was Bryce. We were, we saw Bryce and we had to figure out who killed Bryce uh about to say yeah no their marketing for season three amazing i loved it it was so fun it was very interactive like even like before the official trailer yeah 
but yeah, so what was your overall thoughts on season three? Because it's definitely the weirdest season. So I kind of liked it. I kind of I, I liked how the whole season was um, Ani's official confession or like the truth, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like I love, I liked how it was that. Um, so now it's kind of like a different perspective. So like we're seeing this from a third party, if you will, um, because she didn't know Hannah. Yeah. She didn't know Bryce at Liberty. Um, she just knew him because her mother was working for his family. Yeah. So a lot of people didn't like her character. I actually loved her from the beginning. I had like I was I would have been like there's been a couple times like, okay, girl, you couldn't have you really shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But overall I loved Ani. Like, even though she had like, a lot of black backlash from her character. I don't know. I just I just liked how we had a different set of eyes. Um like like yeah, like a third party set of eyes telling this season's story. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, but as one of those people who didn't necessarily like the character when she was introduced, <laughs> I was like, who is this and why is she? Okay, I do agree. And thinking back on it now, as a whole, it, it definitely works because each season has like a narrator. Season one was Hannah. Season two was what, Clay? I want to say it was Clay. Yeah, Clay did season two or maybe... No. Well, there was a couple episodes where I think I think there was like an episode where I think Jessica narrated it. Like she was like the voice. Season, or whatever. yeah, season two was definitely mixed because I remember Jessica, Clay, and mm, I and, and Hannah did narrate a little bit in season two as well. But uh, if I remember correctly, but yeah, season three. <laughs> We get we went full on murder mystery mode. I love murder mysteries. Everyone knows this, so I was on yes. board. But man, oh man, when they started off with Ani, and I'm like, one, the saturation. It was like almost uh, black and white. I'm like, all right, who's this British girl? And how did she get to California? And you know, oh wait, she's she's Haitian. I think. Okay, cool. I like the concept of what you said of having this third party come in in the middle of you know. Hannah's trial is over, but now Bryce is dead because Bryce was the face of Hannah's... Bryce and Clay were the face of Hannah's trial and now Bryce is dead. We saw in season uh, one and two Clay made multiple uh, public (laughs) and dumb decisions about killing Bryce. He made dumb decisions throughout the whole series. (laughs) We can't just say... Yeah, yeah. I liked him in season one. He he was pretty like Batman in season one, but then he got really crazy once season after season two. But uh, yeah, yeah. So seeing yeah, Ani definitely she the I, I hate the actors had a lot of backlash. This was happening a lot at the time. Um, I can't remember who else was getting a lot of backlash from that on for being from being on TV. But uh, it was a lot of people who when people didn't like the character. They blame oh I do remember it was a uh, girl from Stranger Things and Riverdale and because uh she had a movie come out Sarah Burgess so that that didn't help at all but people were not liking that uh her characters people liked Barb but when she went to Riverdale and she's playing she plays like this really creepy 
obsessive character on Riverdale. She's kind of, you know, the basic nerdy girl. Yeah. But, and then, you know, mixed with her, Sarah Burgess character, who I've only seen a little bit of it. Uh, that character is a psychopath. But uh, that's all I'll say. <laughs> but yeah, because of her questionable, like, taste in roles, people were not liking her. And that actress, and they attacked her multiple times. Same thing with this uh, actress that played Ani. Her her first name's Grace. I don't I don't want to say her second name, her last name again because I I don't know how to say it. But <laughs> Ani was just a, a weird thing. But I did like the concept of her being this outside force. It's just when she inserted, they had to come up with reasons to insert her in <laughs> into the drama. So then that way the ending will pay off because, yeah, like you said, the whole reveal of that season is that you're basically working with three different timelines. You're working with the present timeline, which is Ani's quote unquote confession, but really she's baiting the officer into like changing, you know, she's, she's baiting the, the, the detective to changing what the outcome of what happened. Mm. And then you're dealing with what actually happened. And then you're dealing with like this, uh, this like other timeline of Bryce being re- rehabilitated so it was yeah. it was such a weird season where they took this more it was much more dramatic. Uh Clay was seeing ghosts all of a sudden. Well he was seeing ghosts oh in season God. two. But, but so he was seeing Hannah's in season two. Like had a whole like ghost whisper feel. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. But then they expanded it to Bryce and I was like, oh, okay. Uh yeah, but I do like season three though. Season three it was fun. It was a fun way of doing it. It was a fun way of changing it things was. up. Uh, the biggest controversy of this season, this season wasn't that bad of like controversy wise, but we, we already discussed Ani, but uh, Chloe, Chloe's abortion, I remember getting a lot of backlash just because much like Hannah's suicide and much like Tyler's assault, it's a very long scene and you're just going through it. But again, like we said earlier, this, uh, the scene of which Chloe goes and gets her abortion from, uh, for, uh, Bryce's baby, you know, it, it is definitely a tough thing to watch, but it was such a real thing to watch because, you know, the the abortion debate has been going on for centuries. You know, we went into high school talking about abortion and we left high school talking about abortion. That's how long it's been like being debated. Not to say Roe versus Wade is still relevant to this day, even though that was like some decades ago. Yeah. So like it's still very much so and then I think I wanna say this was all happening around the time where each state was like doing like their crazy abortion laws. Oh, yeah, definitely. So again, coming back to relevancy, they like to they do add elements to where it's relevant in the current like in the current news as well, which is what I, uh which is what I still like about the show. They keep it relevant. But yeah, um, I do remember, like, a lot of people, because, like, you know, it's like the whole pro-life versus pro-choice debate that's n- never going to end. So, yeah, that was bound to come with controversy. Yeah, but, like, I think the show did it well. They, I feel like they were careful enough, but also doing their signature thing of, hey, we need you guys to start talking about this and paying attention because this is affecting teenagers, yeah. which it is. It, it yeah. always has been. And seeing, I think it was, you know, I'm not a woman... I'm not a female, but I do find it empowering that she decided to make that choice. You know, she was, you know, she found out that she was raped. She found out it was by who she thought was her boyfriend, someone she trusted, someone she saw herself having a future with. And her making that decision to, you know, 
end end it right there and not have Bryce's legacy follow her. You know, I I it was it was I think it was it was respectable. It was respectable and mature, in my opinion. Yeah, because most shows like to go the whole route to where the uh where the father of the baby is like, well, I don't want it. You should hear some money, go get it, and do what you do. Yeah, that's how a lot. That's I'm gonna say. That's, I've seen that storyline too before, and I'm yeah. So I, I totally agree with you. Like how she was the one. Yeah. That made the decision. Yeah, like it was Chloe's episode. She was she had enough. She had the same amount of screen time as Clay and Zach in that episode. I remember it very well. Yeah, it was her episode. But um, yeah, I totally you know we've seen that abortion storyline time and time again. I, I believe the Fosters, as much as as good as that show was, they redid it like five times. Uh, um, you know, I just saw a recent a recent movie that came out last year called Waves, where you see a very extreme version of that situation uh, a very extreme and unrealistic version but you know so i i i liked how 13 reasons why presented it um another uh, slight controversy this one was much more debated rather than like blown up but it's definitely bryce's redemption arc where we see him finally deal with what he has been doing what you know what do you think about Bryce's storyline in season three. It was definitely different because, like, I don't know. It kind of made it kind of made Bryce human again. Because, like, we saw him um, being just the jock dude um, in season one. Later, and then later in season one, we saw what he was capable of. And then in season two, he became like the villain, the monster type. And then, so for season three. It was like it kind of pulled it because it's like I'm not supposed to like you. Yeah. But you're human. Yeah. And you know you messed up, but you want to do better. But you're still bad for what you did. But you want to do like it was. It was a constant like tug of war with when it came to him. So I mean, I mean, I like how they did it. Um, Cause yeah, it just made him human again. It did. They did. They in no way tried to like excuse. Try to make like try to like excuse what Bryce did. Yeah, but it just made Bryce human again, and I and that's it was actually really good. I liked it. Yeah, I I, I think the actor did very well. He finally got his chance to shine, you know, without being a complete and total dick. But he got he 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 was able to show his range in that season, was what yeah. I noticed. And you know, even though the focus wasn't on Hannah, and you know, Clay isn't really the focus of that season either. Uh, you know, I would argue that it's mainly Jessica that gets the story arc. And Jessica, Tyler, and uh, Justin, they're the ones that get the story arc. But, you know, Bryce is definitely... I, I like the way they did it. Um, I You know, you do sympathize... Or, I don't know, either you sympathize or empathize with Bryce, but you never really excuse him of his actions, especially given the fact of how he ends up where he ends up dead. Uh... <laughs> I'll say this because it is a murder mystery. Um, were you able to figure out who killed him before it was revealed? Yeah, I figured. Like, I I figured out who was at like who were the character like who was at play, but I got who killed him wrong. Uh, do you remember who who you said? Oh, I thought it was Jessica. Oh, okay. That's who I said. So you were close. Yeah. So that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Like I got. Like I knew. Um. Because based how based off of how Jessica and Alex were like interacted, um, and I guess 
the second timeline. So like the second present timeline, I guess you can say. Yeah, like the one happening like at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So as like um when Ani was telling that story. Um so yeah, like I'm not that's not Ani. Um how they were acting in that timeline. I was like, okay, so one of you two did it, and as the show went on, I, I don't know, it just kept leading to Jessica. I was like, she, she, she did like there, and then really? when it was little, I was like, dang, <laughs> yes. I got, I got the two players correct, but the killer. Uh, interesting, yeah. interesting that you thought it was Jessica because I didn't think it was Jessica at all. I mean, looking, I watched season three twice because I was just, I just love that season, but uh. There is definitely a clue at the beginning with the whole tape and everything. Really, at the end, the whole tape that Bryce gives to Jessica, cluing you in very early that okay, Jessica was involved. But I never thought she was directly involved. I remember when the season started. I remember my first guess was like, oh, well, obviously it's Zach because Zach only really had one episode. He's not in the he's not in that season very much, and he's always in the shadow. Like he's always in the shadows, and he's not really doing much. But it was one episode, and I can't remember which one it was, but it was one episode that I saw, and I figured it out, and I kept it going up until they revealed it. But it's, it's one of the episodes, uh, Alex goes, I think it's when they find his body, so it's maybe like episode two or three, or maybe four, but they, you know, Alex's dad is an officer, a local officer, he's a deputy, and they're going through, the whole point of the scene is that, you know, Bryce was dealing drugs. He was doing uh, steroids. Steroids led back to Zach, but um, what the dad was like, you know, he was talking to one of the officers, and they say something about a footprint, and that it looked like it was three people there, but one of the footprints was like it was only half a footprint. And me knowing that Alex was still walking on that cane, I was like, okay, so it's Alex. Alex did it, and I got it right up until the end. I was like, yes. I didn't know Jessica was there, though. I just thought that it was... Um, I think I was leaning towards Zach and Alex because they definitely developed that relationship. But I, w- I was so happy when I guessed it. And, you know, it was just being... You know, I love mysteries. And I was able to pick up on it. No, I was say, you know, from the... Not, okay, not from the jump. Maybe, like... Yeah. I forgot which episode I came to the conclusion that Jessica and Alex were together, at least. Yeah. I forgot what episode. But, yeah, I once I had that, I, I wrote that until I was like... Well, Alex was there, but Jessica did it. And then when it came to the truth, I was like, "Dang!" Yeah, it was definitely a, it was definitely a, a, an intense moment when it happens. Yeah, but yeah, season three. You know, I believe season three gets a lot of flack because it is the weirdest season. But I'm gonna say right now, it's probably my favorite season. I did like it up until like the very very end because I did I just. Did, Something just didn't sit right with me with Monty. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm just like, okay, I'm just like, okay. If you wanted him to have feelings for, uh, what's his name, Winston? Yeah, 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 Winston. Why, why have that element of, well, I hate who I am, so I'm gonna beat you up. Like I thought we, I thought we've came a long way from having that as, um, the coming out story, I guess, or like. How I like what I like, who I really like. Story type. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I just did, I just didn't like that he beat up Winston after realizing that I kind of like this kid. 
So I don't know. I just that's just my that's my only thing that I didn't like about season three. But other than that, I loved it. Yeah, I yeah I I liked that. I liked Monty's storyline with Winston. I liked Monty's storyline overall because I knew where he was pretty much headed. I didn't know he was going to die, but I knew he was going to end up being <laughs> framed for the murder. One, because it's just, you know, naturally. Um, but uh, Winston, to me, was such a weird character. He's, he, and we're going to get into season four in just a second here because he ends up being more of a weird character. Much, he's kind of just like the male version of Ani, honestly. But uh, yeah, it was just such a weird thing. Um uh, Last thing I'm gonna say about season three is that you know, it is revealed that Alex and Jessica were involved with the murder. Alex is the one that uh, murders Bryce, or it was it was a murder. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like how because a lot of complaints of season three was that they they don't mention Hannah at all. They may have mentioned her name like once, but she barely gets she barely gets recognized or like acknowledged, even though you know the first two seasons was so Hannah heavy. But I do like mm-hmm. that, you know, well, visually, it is, you know, Hannah's two best friends who did care about her were the ones that, you know, ga- gave her justice for her attacker, even though it was for Jessica. You know, I like that the subtle hint uh, or the commentary of that Jessica, because of her storyline, she did it for her and she did it for Hannah and everyone else that Bryce had hurt. So yeah. I did like that. So moving. Not to say, but know. also like the Hannah chapter kind of closed. Yeah. So. It was good. It was like I don't know, but yeah. Moving on. Yep, moving on to season four, the final season of Thirteen Reasons Why. This one was such a weird route to get through. This is a strange season. I said season three was weird, but fun. This one was weird, and that's it to me. <laughs> but it's also the final season, so I, you know, usually the final season of a show doesn't necessarily have much of a good story. It just kind of it kind of makes it tries to make sure they eat, end each character with a conclusion that yeah. would be satisfying. My biggest, uh, you know, my biggest example for that would be uh, Glee, where you know the final season is probably the worst season, arguably, but each character gets the natural ending that they, you know, that they set up early seasons earlier. So that's why people normally go back to it. Um, I would also say, uh, you know, the the last season of Teen Wolf um, also had kind of a rocky. Uh, it's, it's you know the sixth season of Teen Wolf is not anyone's favorite, I don't think, but it does give the characters a natural ending. Season thirteen reasons why. I'll say overall it's an okay season, but none of the characters get a natural ending besides Clay, and I found that extremely weird. But what do you what do you think? Definitely weird. Because at one point, I was getting, like, Pretty Little Liars vibes with the whole phone call thing. And you have to do this. Or I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to say this. Yeah. And then also, I kind of got, like, a Ghost Whisperer vibe when, he, when, like, Bryce would come and talk to him. And then Monty would also be there. Yeah. Um, I can agree with you when you were like, yeah, like, Clay was really the only one that kind of got, like, the the clothes, like, all of his lines kind of, like, tied up together and everything. Yeah. Um, I do hate, do hate Justin's ending, because, like, back to, like, my point in the beginning to where, like, they went to the extreme, <laughs> it was just, like, Justin didn't show, like, like, yeah, there's, like, some cases where you don't know until it's, like, super duper too late, 
Like that you find out you find out what's happening when it's too late. But there like majority of cases it's just you can you cut you find out early on and you still have like some years to live. Yeah. And then you die from complications. But it was just like boom, not feeling well, boom, hospital, boom, funeral. Yep, it was very abrupt. And I'm just like, and that was that was a very I think I think I saw a commentary. It was like how harsh it was, uh, how harsh the, um, the HIV thing that they did. Like a lot of people didn't like. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like the harshness of it. Yeah, it was definitely the biggest controversy of this season was Justin's fate. But I will say, not bad because that was the only complaint. Uh, this season, yeah. this season had a lot of like production complaints a lot of people didn't like their writing a lot of people thought you know it was cheesy you know season four for a show like this is definitely too long to be carrying out because at this point you're just looking for dramatic uh traumatic events to make uh to dramatize so i think Mm -hmm. they chose the right season to end a show like this yeah but what justin goes through especially because he he becomes a fan favorite he became a fan favorite after season two Mm-hmm. But yeah, the ending that they give him was, you know, I see what they were doing, you know, tragedy. It it happens. It also really helped uh bring Clay back from the deep end when we, you know, his character goes through uh, mental <laughs> gym- gymnastics and his character whoa. Yeah. But I liked it. I liked how, you know, this is definitely Clay's uh journey and how you know they didn't necessarily connect it too much to the past seasons but i like how this is clay's final act and you know he has gone this far because you know he's reflect it's clay reflecting and that gives him anxiety which pushes him to a breaking point and you know it, it causes him to disassociate you know we were teased in season one and two that hey clay has a very traumatic background we never find out what that background was, but he was seeing a therapist and he had, you know, he was taking medicine. We got that tease in almost every season. And then to actually like see it. Yeah. It was like, wow. Like I said, we never see his actual backstory, but we understand, you know, so this is who Clay was before we saw him on autopilot in uh, season one where he was taking his medicine and he, he was just in the background with his headphones on. So, you know, it was kind of like a full circle moment for Clay. Other than that, again, like I said, none of these characters learn a thing. <laughs> you know, Alex commits murder, and we don't really see him dealing with that. He's mostly dealing with the sexuality this season. Yeah. His dad is just constantly saying, hey, don't shoot yourself and try not to kill anyone else. That's pretty much his dad there. Uh, although I think his yeah. dad had a cool little story arc. It was more of him just like, you know... Like you could tell, like with his dad, he put like, like I don't know. I guess they were like just showing that, that like his dad was like right there. Yeah, like, he had his back since day one. Yeah, his dad is paying attention. Is what I got. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said, those earlier seasons, they were constantly telling people like the message of this show is pay attention to people around you and watch what you say. And the dad is Alex's dad definitely did. Yeah, that. He, he's the personification of that. Uh, Jessica, her story was pretty much wrapped up in season three. So this season, she's yeah. just kind of waiting for she's just kind of waiting for someone to kiss her. This season, she doesn't really have a mission. Tyler, he I like how he gets an epilogue again. His his story was done in season three. 
but here they they it's weird that he ends up dating his his rapist sister sister <laughs> but again yeah. it's it's also you know i can see what the concept is of tyler is healing through um is he's officially healing through what happened to him by realizing that you know not all people are out to get him not all people are scared of him he can find love that's what i got uh again tyler is my favorite character of this whole entire series so i definitely felt for him and i was definitely glad um during the episode the school the i don't even know what to call it the school shooting episode but again it's like how many of those are there um but i i definitely felt for his character when he got his ending uh Tony doesn't necessarily get an ending though. <laughs> this, this he just kind of like him and Clay just ride off. Yeah, like they, you know, they they end the way they they ended season one with them riding in the car. But uh... yeah, I will say about this season, it was kind of refreshing to actually get that character that wasn't too drama filled, but kind of like made you laugh, like Charlie. Yeah. Oh man, I love Charlie. Like at at the end, I was like at the end of season three, I was like, okay, who is this? Yeah, he came through. He, uh, I didn't touch on it, but man, Charlie, we talked about Ani. Ani got so much backlash, but man, when they inserted Charlie in there, ooh, he he did the team a solid. He didn't know what was going on and still was like, you know, I'm a ride or die anyways. Right. So I was like, I I was so confused with him at the end of season three, but then uh, coming into season four, I was like. He's just so cute. He's kind of like a a breather character. So like it's like a ref- like also what is what is the guy's name? I think his character's name is Luke, the football player. Oh yeah. <laughs> Big blondie. Like he had just had like he just had like those like those lines that were like really of all things you could have said, that's what you say. And so it was like it was kind of refreshing to have like those two characters this season to like um, kind of make the show a little bit lighter, and it's like, oh, okay, so they can say funny stuff. I mean, Justin said some funny stuff here and there too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this um, this season was definitely had more comedy in it, but again, yeah, it was such bookend. It was such dark moments. Like Clay got some dark moments. Him in the police station, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. that that oof, yeah. All right, but I kind of this one this season also had like the had like the two timeline like it had the double timeline thing because like it opens up with um at them at like in another funeral yeah yeah and... it's the funeral timeline the way i had it was it was the funeral timeline before we figure out who died then it's also in the middle of the season which is where clay has that realization after talking to his therapist and then we see the like the actual beginning of everything so yeah. Again, we're working with multiple timelines here, which is weird, but yeah. I will say, when I saw Felicia Rashad, I was like, oh, oh yeah. They done got my girl. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, they must have paid her good monies. About to say, Ooh, they went what? all out for this last season. They're like, you know, it's the last season. Let's throw her in there. Yes. Yeah. She's probably a fan. Maybe she's a fan. Probably. All right. So uh, we're going to pretty much wrap up here. Um, so. Uh, first off, I want so I said at the I already said you know I already spoiled it. My favorite character is definitely Tyler Down. Um, I also liked Hannah, and I also liked now I love hate Alex, but you know Charlie St. George is my dude, and you know yes. I got to give props to Clay. But if you can you know can if you can raffle off your favorite characters. Uh, Oof. Oof. Okay. 
Um, I got to give it to my boy Charlie. Mm-hmm. Even though I liked him this season, because I, I learned in this season, love Charlie. I actually really like Ani. Yeah, because like she's a, she tries to fix him. I'm like, oh no, I, kinda, I guess I kind of saw myself in her. Like she tries to fix everyone around her before she worries about herself. Um, this is a tough one because I love Jessica in the first two. Yeah, because I'm like, she's she could tell. You can tell she's been through something. She's like screaming for help. But a lot then I started liking Justin in the last two. So it's kinda like there's this kind of split. Cause it was like I had the opposite feeling once like for the first half, what I felt for Jessica is what I felt for uh Justin in the second half. Good. And what I felt for Justin in the first half is what I felt for Jessica in the second half. Gotcha. So they count as my third one together. <laughs> all right, all right, cool, cool. So, man, uh, thank you for joining me on this uh, bonus. Thank episode you for here. having me. Oh man, yeah, it's, it's such a fun time. I really do love this show, and I can tell you really love this show too. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, to the audience out there, obviously, we both recommend this show. But like we said at the top of the show, um, this is a very heavy show to deal with. If you are sensitive, or if you know anyone that's sensitive and you're watching this show, or you may come across it, please, there are resources out there. We definitely want you to use those resources for um, these specific situations that they're talking about. The show itself tells you that. Um, they've done a lot to edit what they've been doing. We talked about the controversy. They took out Hannah's suicide. Um, but, you know, again, it, it's, it's still a heavy show to deal with. So, you know, like I said, Zaria, thank you again for joining me. On this bonus episode. And to everyone else out there, this is our show. Thank you for listening. This is for more of the Murderboard podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Murderboard underscore pod and at Twitter at Murderboard the. There you can ask questions and leave comments. Feel free to request what you want us to review or talk about in the future. And please don't forget to share your this podcast with families and friends. And uh, look forward to new episodes on Fridays. And uh, we'll see you again on the murder board. <laughs> <laughs>